Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for this day, a day of celebration, a day of joy. And we ask that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon us today, that we may enter into the joy of this morning, that we may celebrate Rachel's decision to follow you, to accept Jesus into her life. Lord, we thank you for this day. And we just pray your blessing upon it. We pray that you would move and you would have your way. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please do take a seat, everyone. Now, before um, Rachel comes up and gives her testimony, I thought it might be helpful just to um, give you a little overview of the baptism and uh, what we do here. Now, many of you probably can't actually see the baptistry pool from where you're sitting, okay? The baptistry pool is just behind me over here. I've had, there you go, it's on the screen. You can see an aerial view of it. Um, I've had lots of fun filling that up over the weekend. Um, But, hey, I'm not going to moan too much because we get to go into a cooler pool and cool off today. So, you know, it's all good. Um, But I just wanted to explain because depending on your experience of church or not, you may um, have seen different types of baptisms. And the baptism that we do as a Baptist church is what they call full immersion. (laughs) So it's not just a sprinkling of water on the head. It's a full immersion right under the water. And um, we focus on what is called believer's baptism. Um, That doesn't necessarily mean adult, but it means that the person who is getting baptized has made that decision. They have made the decision to follow Jesus and they want to be baptized. And so that's a wonderful thing, which we're going to hear in the testimony in just a minute. But something quite special happened and I want to tell you about it because you may not be able to see it fully um, hopefully you'll see it on the um, on the uh, cameras but what happens when Rachel comes in in a minute is that she's going to stand and Rilla and I will be next to her and once she said her baptismal vows we will baptize her and the way that we do that is that and I'll do it this way so you can see is that we're going to um, Say, one, two, three, you ready? Hold your breath. And she'll keep her legs straight and we'll go down and she'll go like that. And then up. Hopefully not coughing and spluttering. Um, It should be fine. Now, the reason we do that is because it tells the story of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, who God so loved the world, he gave us his son. And he gave us his son and his son laid his life down for us. He died on the cross to save us. And so when Rachel goes down like that, what it's actually showing us is the gospel story of Jesus laying his life down for us because he loves us so. To put right all the things that have got messed up along the way with ourselves and the world around us. And we don't need much um, to look very far to see that that's still going on. Um, As you turn on the news enough said. Do you know what I mean? But Jesus came to die for us because he loves us to put things right. Now, if you know your Easter story, you will know that Jesus didn't stay down. He didn't stay in the tomb. But three days later, God raised him to new life from the dead. And so when Rachel comes back 
out of the waters, we're remembering the resurrection of Jesus. We're remembering that actually, when we give our life to God, we die to our old self in Christ. We die with Jesus and we're brought to new life with Christ. And that's what's happening today. That's what Rachel has chosen and she's excited to do it. So I'm going to encourage Rachel to come up and share her testimony and then we're going to do the baptism. So up you come, Rachel. Give her a good cheer. Um, hi, everyone. Before I start, I want to thank the music group, the AV team, Chris, Rilla, and my parents uh, for putting in all the work that they have to make today possible. Um, so thank you so much. Um, I'm Rachel. If you've never seen me before, I normally sit over there um, or behind the piano now and then. Um, I've been going to church my whole life. I'm extremely fortunate that both of my parents are dedicated Christians who would take me to church with them when I was younger. When I got to about the age of 12, my sister and I were allowed to stay home from church, which being a teenager, I took full advantage of the lion. And I stopped going to church most weekends. I still believed in God and I still tried to be active in faith. I helped at holiday clubs and went to script union camps. Um, at my first year at camp, I felt like I connected with God for the first time. I remember I was sat in silence with my head in my knees at one of the quiet times in the evening meetings and a crew member came over to me and I opened up to her about how I was feeling. Sometimes I felt like I was trying so hard but I wasn't enough. I wasn't good enough or smart enough or pretty enough. She prayed for me and I remember all of my worries, all of my insecurities fell for a moment and my eyes were on God. That night I raised my arms in worship for the first time something I'd always been nervous to do, whether people were looking at me or thought I was weird, but I didn't care because God was at the centre. Like most camps, I came down off the spiritual high quite quickly, returning to normal Rachel, who didn't tell most people she was a Christian, barely prayed and didn't really go to church. I struggled a lot in my early teenage years, especially at school. Everyone is finding themselves and the surroundings you have are cruel on your mind. The pressures of perfection from your peers whilst figuring out who you are and what you want to be. During this time, I prayed a lot for my friends, for myself, turning to God when my mind felt out of control. I started to consider going back to church. In God's perfect timing, the youth band at HBC was set up. It was a reason to come to church each week, to play guitar and to sing to praise God. So I would come to church on the weeks the practices were. That summer, I went back to camp, immersing myself in worship, Bible study and prayer. One of the evening meetings was on, so you know loads about God, right? but how much do you know God? That was the light bulb inside of my head. I knew loads about this incredible God, but I needed to know him. I needed to have a relationship with him, a relationship between Rachel and God. And that's when my faith changed. I started talking to my friends about it and offering to pray for them. As you may imagine, this came with a lot of questioning from them and myself. I started to doubt my faith and doubt God, and I stopped going to church again. Then COVID came, and I changed a lot throughout the two years. In secondary school, I was very scared of judgment, trying to be normal, trying to fit in. But when I started sixth form, I started owning who I was and owning that I was a Christian. I did lose a couple of friends in the process, but found new friends who would respect me and let me talk about church and faith without being judged. As the church started opening again after COVID, I asked to join the AV team, and I started attending music practice on a Friday to practice getting used to the desk. As I did this, different people from the church would sometimes come and sit with me and have a catch-up. And as I went more, I built relationships with the people in the band, and I started to build my relationship with God. 
I would stand at the back and sing at the top of my lungs every single worship song with my arms high and wide. I started praying before tests and when a day went bad on the way to school if I was nervous about something. A few weeks into going to music practice, Joe Wilson sang I'm Not Alone by Carrie Job. I absolutely loved that song. Um, and around a week later, I was cleaning my loft space in my bedroom. I played that song and I sat down in my little loft for a minute and I felt the warmth of God. I felt the tingles of the Holy Spirit and I heard the whisper of, I'm here and you are not alone. And I knew that was it, my first encounter with God. The first time I felt God saying, yeah, you, Rachel, you are not alone and I am here. At this point, I was only going to church on the weeks I did AV, but I met a lot of new people and after a lot of convincing, I started going to a few youth events. I went to an evening youth event and the leader, Andy, had a guest in who came with some postcards. The postcards were laid out on the table and if we got a particular feeling or urge to give it to someone, we could and let the Lord speak through us. Um, really gave me one of a hedgehog. Um, hedgehogs have their spikes to keep people away, only let others touch them when they are comfortable. When before, when they were hoglets, which is a baby for a hedgehog, they were fluffy and soft and playful. Resilience and walls is something I've built up for the past five years of my life for protection, and in a second, they were all broken down. I bawled my eyes out that night. Andy and Colette prayed for me, Rilla prayed for me, and living with God allowed me to be vulnerable and not be consumed by judgment. I started getting more involved with the youth activities, gaining friends, and coming to church more. A group of us decided to go to Satellites, a Christian festival for youth, full of worship and prayer and seminars, and it was one of the best weeks of my life. A new guest speaker was on each morning and night with four hours a day of church service and worship. The week strengthened my relationship with my friends and with God, and we spent each evening praying for each other, having deep conversations about life and faith, along with having fun. One night we were studying Moses when God sets the bush on fire and says, I'm here, tell me what you want from me. And the speaker said, if you've never turned around to God before and said, actually, yeah, you, I want you, God, this is what you can do for me, then please stand up. And I stayed sat down. She then asked, if you've turned around before but want to do it again, please stand up. And at this point, I was like, this is me. I've said yes to God before, but this is it, I'm committing. And I got up that night and I prayed for and I, cri I was prayed for and I cried. And I cried the next night when I was praying for other people. And I cried the next night when we were just chatting. I felt able to be so vulnerable in front of everyone. I turned to Rilla the night I stood up and I said, Rilla, I want to get baptised. And she said, okay, let's do it. So we planned for November 27th of 2022. Unfortunately, on November 24th, my nan Janet passed away. And I spoke to Chris and we decided to postpone the baptism. I was struggling a lot with her passing, with my new job and with college all at once. God stayed my constant, my rock. He wasn't just a fire that was put out at the first drop of rain. It was the shepherd that led me through the storm. I made it to the other side of Aylevels and of grief, but God has been with me. He is my rock, he is my saviour, and I cannot wait to give my life to him. Okay, so this is very exciting. If we just stand, that's it, we'll stand here. Okay, Rachel, do you believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? I do. 
Do you admit that you are a sinner and that you turn from sin, renounce evil, and intend to follow Jesus Christ? I do. Will you live within the fellowship of his church, and will you serve Jesus Christ in the world? I will. Excellent. Well, having heard of your repentance and faith, and at your request, Rachel, oh, I meant to say that. Come on up, kids, if you want to see. Having heard of your repentance and faith, and at your request, we gladly baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So Okay, let's pray for Rachel. Yes, Father, we want to thank you for Rachel. Thank you that you have poured your Holy Spirit upon her. And I just pray that as she walks out of this school, she could be your witness in this world, in the school, in her families, amongst her friends. Will you enable her and will you just lift her up in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. Yes, living in gracious God, you have called Rachel to be a disciple of Jesus Christ and a citizen of your kingdom. So we pray that you'd pour out your spirit upon her, that she may be empowered for your service and strengthened for your witness. Lavish your gifts of grace and the fruit of your spirit upon her, that she may live to serve and praise you and grow into the likeness of Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. 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 We have two readings today, and the first is taken from John chapter 3, verses 16 to 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Our second reading is from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 10. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is a gift from God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Should I pray for you? Heavenly Father, we thank you for such a wonderful um, morning today. We praise you for Rachel's profession of faith and commitment to you. And um, we just want to lift Chris up to you now. And we pray that you would fill him with your Holy Spirit afresh this morning and that we would um, have ears to hear and hearts open um, to receive the, uh, the words that you want us to hear. Amen. Amen. Can you hear me on this okay? That's good, that's good. Well, I'm going to tell you a story about a mate of mine. Some of you have already heard this story, so don't give away the ending, okay? But I want to tell you about my mate Dave. Um, Dave and I have known each other since we were in secondary school, so that's uh, quite some time now. And when I moved to Cambridge, it was about 20 years ago when I moved to Cambridge, and um, not long after moving up, I thought, I'll invite my mate Dave to come and see me, because he's not been to Cambridge before. There's a few things to do in Cambridge, you know, punting and all of that, see the colleges. I thought, he'll love it, he'll love it. So anyway, Dave came up to see me, and uh, 
We had breakfast at mine, and then we got the bus into Cambridge. As we got off the bus, we went through one of the parks leading into the city centre. As we started walking along the path through the park, up ahead there were some people with clipboards. Kind of think you're all thinking, oh yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. And anyway, my mate Dave, I call him No Nonsense Dave. Okay, No Nonsense Dave clocked them a mile off and was like. No, I'm not having any of that today. I am getting to the end of the park and I'm going into the city. So he literally, before I had any chance to stop him, he just went, and he just stormed right to the end of the park.、Um, but unlike Dave, I'm I'm a little bit more nosy. Okay, I'm always up for for a freebie, and I thought, I wonder what's going on here. So I kind of. Cautiously crept near, but not really close to those with the clipboards, and I heard this word float up in the air, which enticed me in, and it was pizza. <laughs> and I thought, pizza? Ooh! So I got a little bit closer, and it turns out the person with the clipboard was from a pizza company. I won't tell you which one,、um, but it wasn't the Hut.、Um, But she said to me,、um, "Oh, would you would you like a pizza?" And I'm thinking, "What's the catch?" So I go over and I say, "Oh, well, what do you mean like this?" And she says, "Oh, well, we're doing a promotion today. You can have a free pizza." And I'm like, "Sorry, what? You can have a free pizza. You just have to choose from this part of the menu, and you can have a free pizza." And I'm like, "Yeah." Like yeah, I love pizza. So there I am. I'm like drooling over this menu. I'm getting salivating, looking at all the different options, thinking, "Oh God, this is going to be a good day." It's always a good day when you get free pizza. Anyway, so I'm doing this. Suddenly, I realise, where's my mate Dave? Dave's the other end of the park, and I'm like, "Where Dave? You've got to come back." So I literally, I stopped, and I shouted, and I went, "Dave!" And he stopped. I was like, Dave, and you know he's all tensed up because he wants to avoid the clipboard. And he turns around and he's like this. And I went, free pizza, like this. And you've never seen a posture of a man change so quickly. It just went, and then he just ran back to me, and we chose our pizzas. We went into town and we had a very enjoyable meal. Now, why do I tell you about pizza? Well, I tell you about this because today we are celebrating something on offer to each of you that is so much better than pizza. And this pizza was good, but the offer today of a free gift today is so much better than pizza, and that is the gift of Jesus Christ and the life, the new life, the eternal life that He brings. But maybe you're like my mate Dave. You've seen those Christians in the distance. You've seen them with a Bible under their arm. Maybe they're wearing sandals. Maybe they've got a tract in their hand, and you've done a Dave. You've thought, uh-uh, no way. I am not going there. Head down, storm to the other end, hand out. No, thank you. Maybe that's been you. Or maybe you've had some interactions with church before. Maybe you know a Christian or two, but perhaps your experience has been a negative one. Perhaps you've been hurt. 
Maybe you felt uncomfortable. Maybe you've become suspicious about anything religious. And I want to say this morning that if that's you, I'm really sorry to hear that you've had that experience. It breaks my heart. Because the offer, the gift is so good. It's so good. I hope that this experience today has helped you to see that there's more to this Christianity thing than perhaps you've experienced before. My hope is that as you've heard Rachel's testimony, and well done on that, that was absolutely amazing testimony. I hope that as you've heard Rachel's testimony, someone you know and love dearly, that it's made you think twice about Christianity. You thought to yourself, maybe there's more to this than I realised. Or maybe you're thinking, well, that's good for Rachel. Really happy for Rachel that she's found God and everything. But, you know, it's not for me, thanks. It's not for me. But I want to tell you this morning that it is for you. One of the Bible readings we had this morning was John 3.16. It gets quoted all the time. Everyone in church just knows it off by heart. But it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Now it doesn't say, For God so loved Rachel, though he does, Rachel. I just want to assure you he loves you very much. It says, For God so loved the world. That's all of us. That's you that's me, that's Rachel, all of us, that he gave what was most precious to him, to us. He gave his son, his one and only son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him, like receives him and who he is and what he's done, will not perish but have eternal life. Now like the scenario with the person with the clipboard offering free pizza, We can choose to be a little bit nosy. We can choose to be a little bit inquisitive and find out more about Jesus and what this gift of free life and eternal life that he offers us is all about. Or we can do a Dave and reject it and just continue walking the other way. But here's the thing. God isn't going to force you to take this gift That's not how it worked with Rachel. You heard her testimony. But what he does do is he stands patiently at the door of your life and he knocks and he knocks and he keeps knocking, hoping that you will hear that knock and he will come into your life. And the Bible says, and have a meal with you. Maybe pizza. Who knows? But that's what Jesus wants. He wants to come into your life. You see, much as I loved the pizza, and the pizza was good, let me, let me assure you of that, it was gone in next to no time. And just like pizza, there's things that we accumulate and consume to bring us the happiness we so desperately want and crave, but those things end up disappointing us. They don't bring that long-lasting satisfaction we're after. And so what do we do? We go for the next thing. We go for the next thing, hoping that it will fill the void. But Jesus said he's come to give life 
and to give life in all its fullness. He says, I'm the only one that can satisfy those true deep needs that you have, those God-given needs of love, belonging, satisfaction and purpose. Jesus said, I can bring satisfaction to those. I can fulfill those. And this gift, this gift of life through Jesus is on offer today. And it is for free. Our other Bible reading today said, for it is by grace. And when we talk about grace, we're talking about undeserved favor. It is by grace you have been saved through faith in Jesus And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God. Not from you, not by works, so that no one can boast it's about them. It's about God and what he's done for us. And this gift isn't earned, it's freely given. It's not about how much we achieve or earn, how religious we are, how good we are. Santa's not, uh, God is not like Santa. Slip of the tongue there. God is not like Santa. He's not sitting up on a cloud with with a list of who's naughty and nice and saying, well, maybe I'll give my gift to a few of those people on the nice list who I feel are really deserving of it, who have done well and I think they earned it. No. One of the translations from one of the Bible readings we had this morning says it like this. It says, God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son into the world merely to point an accusing finger. It breaks my heart that so many people's experience of Christians is they feel they're being judged. And, and Rachel, you mentioned your struggle with feeling judged and all of that. It's so prolific when you're a teenager, but it is when you're an adult too. And it breaks my heart when I hear that people feel that they're being judged by Christians particularly. Because God didn't go to the trouble of sending his son into the world merely to appoint an accusing finger. He came to help. He came to put the world right again. It was out of love for us that God sent his one and only son to help us, to save us, to put things right. Because if we're left to our own devices, we often go looking to fulfill our God-given needs of love of satisfaction and purpose in some of the wrong places. And I, get, I guess you've probably been like me and you've done that. You've, you've tried to fulfill them in places which have actually just caused hurt. Hurt for you and maybe hurt for others. But God offers a way back to him. That's the good news. A way back to true love, true belonging, true satisfaction, true purpose, true life. And that's through Jesus, his son. And he did this because he loves you. He didn't have to do it. He chose to do it because he loves you and because he wants a relationship with you personally. And that's what we heard 
Rachel declare today in her testimony that she has this relationship with God. She's received that gift of eternal life. And that's what we're celebrating today. A relationship with God and the fullness of life that he can bring us. It's on offer to each of us today if only we'd have the courage to receive it. The question is, will you receive it? Will you receive this free gift today, just like I did with the pizza? Or will you do a Dave? Will you reject it and say, "Uh uh-uh, no, I'm going my own way. Thank you very much. The choice is yours. Now, in a minute, I'm going to, um, I'm going to say a prayer, um, a prayer of commitment, a prayer of faith. Um, and if during this service you felt stirred by what you've heard, by what you've seen as Rachel shared her testimony, as she was baptised, if some of the songs have moved you, if what you've heard in the message has moved you, and you think, do you know what? I've done the Dave thing a lot. But there was something about what Rachel said. There's something about that gift that I would like to explore more. In a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand and I'm going to pray for you to receive that. Perhaps some of you have been to church for some time and you've been listening and observing and talking with people, but you've been sitting on the fence as to whether to receive Jesus into your life. Maybe today's the day where you say, do you know what? I would like to receive the gift of life that Jesus brings. Or maybe you have received the gift of Jesus and the life he brings, but you've been doing a Dave. You've been rejecting God and walking your own way and forgetting he even exists. And maybe today you want to stand as well and say, do you know what? I want to renew my relationship with God. I want to receive his life afresh today. So if that encapsulates you, if, that, if that's you today, whether this is completely new to you, whether you've been sitting on the fence for a while, whether you've already said yes, but you've kind of drifted, can I just encourage you to stand now and I'm going to pray, and uh, a prayer, prayer of commitment and faith. And then if you agree with that prayer, you can say amen, a hearty amen at the end, which simply means, yes, I agree, I'm in, yes, please. Okay? So if you're able, if those of you that want to stand, please do stand, and I'm going to pray this prayer, and, uh, and then we're going to have our final song together. Um, If you're uncomfortable about standing, but you still want to make this prayer your own, then just say a hearty amen at the end. Just going to give a moment, and if anyone else wants to stand, I'm just going to give some time for people to do that. Don't be shy. This isn't being forced. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. It's not about forcing or cajoling you into this. But if you feel that actually today, yes, I want to receive the life that Jesus has for me. I want to, I want to have a testimony like Rachel's. <laughs> I want to say yes to the life that Jesus brings. 
I'm fed up of looking in all the wrong places and not getting anywhere and feeling dissatisfied. I want to feel satisfied. I want to have purpose. I want to have life. If that's you, do stand. And we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you so loved the world that you gave your one and only son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. I thank you that Jesus willingly died to take away my sins and restore my relationship with you. I want to say sorry for doing a Dave, for going my own way and rejecting you and the fullness of life you have for me. But today, here and now, I choose to turn back to you and receive the gift of life and purpose you offer to me in Jesus Christ. Come fill me with your Holy Spirit and transform me from the inside out. I welcome you into my life this day. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys.